And then Andy called me one day and he says, son, he says, I trained you to be so much better than this. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like I'm in the top 1% when it comes to income in my area. I was like, I'm crushing it, dude. I'm doing everything you told me to do. He's like, Jesse, you're not getting it, bro. He's like, you're built for so much more. He says, your message is meant for the world to hear. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your host, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your host, Brian here. Nate uh, couldn't make it for the intro on this one, but he will be here just in time for the recording of the episode, the interview. So fret not, fear not, all seven of you out there who really, really enjoy Nate's content. Today, we are fortunate enough to have Mr. Jesse Cloud on the show. Jesse is a very new friend of mine. He's a trainer for the Elliott Group. Um, I've actually had him train my team on what we do. We call Wiser Wednesdays, which is every Wednesday. I have a guest speaker either come into the shop or call in via a Zoom call and just do a little training for my plumbing team here in Phoenix. And uh, at Wiser Wednesday stands for Winning Insights, Skills, and Expertise for Results. And it just, it gives me a little break uh, in the middle of the week from training, but probably more importantly, I felt, I feel like, and I've always felt like it gives the team a break from hearing the same voice over and over again. I mean, I put a lot into every meeting and I do try to keep things, um, you know, not different, but fresh and new every meeting, but I can't think of anyone. I just want to hear over and over and over again every day, all week. Although I did get pretty close to that with Brian Tracy uh, as as I was a technician in a truck because, man, I've spent literal years of my life listening to that guy's audio books and now YouTube videos and stuff. So, But anyway, I like to change it up and we've had some pretty amazing guests on there uh, for Wiser Wednesdays and we have some other teams uh, around the country zoom in for those trainings. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool training. Our team is very fortunate to be a part of it. I feel very fortunate to be a part of it. Guys like Jesse just give an hour of their own time at 7 a.m. Arizona time. And for some of these, these guys are West Coast time. So they're actually, you know, taking 6 a.m. out of their day to be on there. It's really cool. And I especially appreciate Jesse doing it because Unlike most of the guests at that point, Jesse had not been on the Waste No Day podcast, and most of the guests are previous guests of the show. So appreciate that, buddy. And it was so good. And uh, it was one of the biggest, biggest amounts of feedback we've received from a Wiser Wednesday from both my team and other teams that zoom in that I immediately, I mean, he wasn't off the call for five minutes when I said, bro, we got to get you on an episode of Waste No Day. And he said, I'd love to do it. So we made it happen pretty quickly. Um, I would 
probably three, four weeks after he was on, we made the episode happen. And we're going to roll it out for you today. But before we do that, we're going to turn to me for our quote. The opposite of courage in our society is not cowardice. It's conformity. Rollo May. You can look at that quote a whole lot of ways in this society today, and you probably should. But in this case, we're talking about what we talk about on this show, which is primarily uh, salespeople in the home services, skilled trades, and how we can get better and do better and earn more money and less time and serve our clients at a higher level and serve our team at a higher, higher level. <clears throat> and in this case, what is conformity to society and what we do for a living as technicians, as salespeople, it's just being like everybody else. And I've said it many times and I don't just say it to pat ourselves on the back, but I do believe if you listen to this show and shows like it, if you're taking that time to spend it in your truck to say, this is what I do when I'm in my truck, you're already breaking that conformity mold to an extent but it, it can't stop there. <clears throat> As Aaron Gaynor said on the show, and I, I love what he said uh, several weeks back, and I actually use this often now, you, you can get stuck in learning mode and never move to strategy mode. And then you can get stuck in strategy mode and never move to execution. And then oftentimes people execute once and quote unquote fail and then never pick it back up and do it again. And every single one of those steps is crucial. But man, for me, the most important step is the first step of learning mode because I wasn't going anywhere and never knew there was a path to go anywhere realistically until I got out to Las Vegas under Ken Goodrich and Lance Fernandez and then started learning about all these sales trainers and motivational slash educational guys. I don't consider Brian Tracy a motivational speaker by any means. But once I lear started learning there... I did obviously move to the other modes, which is, which is strategy, execution, execute again, execute again, fall down, get up, execute again. But had I not moved to that learning mode, which is what you do when you turn this podcast on or podcasts that are like it, then I was never going anywhere. So special place in my heart for things like this and, and the exact reason that we started this show and the exact way we try to go about Every episode of this show is realistically, I know we have listeners that do everything in home services anymore, but every episode is crafted toward young Brian in the driver's seat of a plumbing truck, the skilled trades, home services, people out there grinding every day and needing something better to listen to in between calls. So this that's what this thing's built for. So if you want to not conform and you want to break out, and you're already starting with this show. If you want to do it more, don't be the majority who's looking at the clock all day and that three o'clock rolls around and boy, do you start getting antsy to get home and Friday rolls around and boy, it'd be nice if it was like one or two and yeah, right. Get a hold of you on the weekend. What a joke. You don't run calls on the weekend. And then <clears throat> I understand like you got kid stuff going on or whatever, but it just, there's talkers, there's, there's the, hey, here's how I'm going to kill it and crush everything. And then there's doers. 
And sometimes they're the same, but oftentimes you're one or the other. Uh, if you're somebody who's constantly saying what you're going to do and you don't do these things, start doing them and watch how much faster you go. But it's the um, willingness to take another call. It's the willingness, man, to sit down in the evening, on the weekend, go through your notepad and start following up with clients. It's the willingness to role play some of these things when you don't have a great structure around you where you know you have good good leadership at a shop that's like hey it's time to role play and, and they'll actually make everyone there do these things like act them out but if you don't have that you might have to be that for yourself you might have to get your significant other your parents your kids your friends somebody and say i need some help here or even man it, it's so easy now just set your phone up against your bathroom mirror and look in the mirror and role play with yourself and then play that recording back. Say, where did I go south here? All right, let's clean it up. What did I do? Great. All right, let's do more of that. Um, doing those kind of things and following up with clients and calling your leads and, and really grinding out the stuff that you know makes the big difference. You know it does. That's what separates really the the 10% from the other 90%. I mean, the top earners from the lower earners, the talkers from the doers. Speaking of doers, we're going to go to our reviews. And our review for this week from November 13th, 2023, start to change your team. Five stars. Well, this is going to feel a little self-serving, but that's all right. We get plenty of hate on the show online, you know, from particularly from inside the trades. Um, it's nice to have a little love every now and then, even if I'm reading my own. Brian gives great lessons and is a natural at teaching and leading. All owners and managers should invest some time in these lessons each week for their team. E-V-I-K-V-E-D-C-J-N. Evic Veg. I'm not even going to try. I don't think it's a name. Natural at teaching and leading, uh, maybe a little, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I'm a natural. I will tell you guys that when I first started training for Lance Fernandez, who was Ken Goodrich's GM back in 05 or 06 or whatever it was, he would have me train every Thursday. <clears throat> I was a nervous wreck. I, I, I feel I had uh, created multiple choice quizzes for every Thursday training that I did and printed them out on my mother-in-law's printer and um, was a nervous wreck and just felt horrible and could barely speak and would have, I had technicians finally go to Lance and ask if they could be um, excused from Thursday meetings because they were the worst meeting of the week, which was pretty humiliating to say the least. Uh, never found out who those guys were, but I'll, I'll get a hold of you one day. Don't worry. It's coming back around. But um, probably HVAC guys, almost guaranteed. But so natural, maybe. Uh, maybe I have some natural leadership qualities, but I, I, it was a struggle for me in the beginning. I mean, the, the only saving grace was I would not allow myself not to get good at it. And that's just all there was to it. Fortunately, Kevin Burton, my twin brother, and I, we played a crap load of video games growing up. And I just knew like a video game, anything I suck at right now, I can get good at. 
And that's kind of a rule I've lived by since the old uh, Mario one duck hunt Tyson's punch out days. That's what we do. We just play the game till we're good at it. So thank you, E-V-I-K-V-E-D-C-J-N, for the fantastic review. We appreciate you. If you would be so kind as to take action like uh, EV did here, and if you get something out of the show, drop us a review, share it with a couple friends, even better. Hey, if you're in the Waste No Day Facebook group, we would really appreciate it if you get a couple other contractors or home service providers or salespeople in there that you think would benefit from the show, benefit from the group. Grab them up, throw them in there, send them the invite. Uh, we'll be happy to let them in. Or hit us on Spotify. You can just click the five-star button on Spotify. No review to write. If you've listened to an episode or two on Audible, you can also do it there. Or if you just want to sit back and enjoy the show, we still appreciate you listening. So thank you either way. And with no further ado, I bring you Jesse Cloud. Jesse Cloud. Unleashing excellence, breaking records, empowering transformation. Jesse Cloud, a force to be reckoned with in the world of business and sales, at age 24. Yes, he's only 24. He's not just making waves, he's orchestrating a symphony of success. From the ripe age of 18, Jesse embarked on an extraordinary journey alongside the number one fastest growing sales training in the world, the Elliott Group. Fast forward five years and Jesse stands as a testament to the power of mentorship and dedication. Under Elliott's guidance, he shattered multiple sales records, emerging as a trailblazer in his field. Currently serving as Andy Elliott's right-hand man in the Elliott Group, Jesse plays a pivotal role in steering the ship of transformation. The Elliott Army is currently training over 1 million individuals and companies worldwide. Jesse Cloud embodies the spirit of this mission, empowering people to break barriers, redefine success, and truly have it all, physical, mental, and business. As a speaker, mentor, and advocate for personal and professional growth, Jesse Cloud is not just a name, he's an embodiment of what's possible when dedication meets mentorship. Get ready to be inspired and challenged and equipped with the tools to create your own legacy. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Woo! Hey, I'm glad to be here, number one. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate you for your time, Brian. I appreciate you for your time and all the people that's listening right now. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. I don't just speak just for the fun of it. I speak to deliver value because that's why the good Lord has me on this earth, okay? Number one, so grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and I'm ready to rock and roll, gentlemen. Do it. I had uh, oh, yeah. I had Jesse come train my team, and we probably had, I don't know, 10 other uh, companies on the Zoom call across the country, and the feedback was phenomenal, and the notepads were full, and I was very, <clears throat> very happy to see that my team and several teams around the nation were um, really taking advantage of that pen and paper. So highly recommend grabbing that pen, grabbing that paper. If you're driving, pull over. If you have an apprentice, make them, make them earn those cigarettes you gave them. 
Let's go. <laughs> well, Jesse, it's going to be a good show today, and I'm looking forward to it. I know you are passionate and excited to get on and talk to our listeners today, uh, but we need to set the stage a little bit about who you are and why we are even talking to you. So, uh, you know, what are you about, man, and how did you get to the place that you are? Give us your background story and help us understand who Jesse Cloud is. A hundred percent. Well, first and foremost, I'm on this live recording right here because Brian um, obviously, he reached out to me and he gave me the honor and the opportunity to get on here with both you guys and share our message. So that's how I got here. But a little backstory around me, I'm 24 year old. I want to start off by saying this before I even get into it. You don't have to start to be great, but you do have to be great to start. Actually, I just butchered that. Yep. You know, I'm backwards, saying, yeah, buddy. You don't have to start. You don't have to be great to start. <laughs> yeah. To be great. Good. You know okay. what? I'm glad. I'm glad you flipped it there and and yeah. had to say it over because it it needs to it needs to be thought about and it needs to sink in and it needs to have an impact. Cause that's a great that's a yeah. great saying that can easily be thought of as cliche and you don't really read into it. But but you're not, just shaking off the fear and the and the anxiety and just hopping out there and doing that thing you're scared to do, but you know you need to. Yeah. It's game on. That's what you got to do. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Like I said, it's seven thirty at night. Uh, for those of us that's out there grinding it in the field, and I mean, I know Nate. You said it's you're two hours ahead of us. So I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not exhausted, if you're not extremely tired, you're not doing it right. You know what I'm saying? So if we get the words mixed up, it's all good, baby. Let's see your calendar and let's see how much you got done in it. So a little <laughs> bit of background, right? Um, I started. I met a guy named Andy Elliott. For those of you, a lot of you probably know who he is. I met a guy named Andy Elliott when I was 18 year old. So I'm 18 year old. I'm fresh. I'm fresh out of high school, going to college uh, part time as a, a mechanic. So I'm in the mechanics for about six months. I graduated early, and long story short, I didn't want to sit there and have to break my back for for minimum wage and always felt like there was another way. I always felt like there was something out there that could provide me with a life that I could design by myself. So I've always been a people person, helping people grow, helping people scale and just doing the right thing. You know, I believe in uh, an ironclad handshake. I believe in doing the right thing. I believe in, in telling the truth and because that's why the good Lord has us here. And I believe he prioritizes and, and, and gives powers to those that truly, you know, believe in doing the right thing and helping serving others. So getting back to it, I'm 18, just turned 19 year old. Um, I'm like, Hmm, what can I do to start making money? Well, my, my, my father and my grandfather, they had very good success in the, in the car business in, in the early years. But however, I wasn't fortunate enough to uh, be around whenever I seen my dad excel and do very well. I, I got the other end of the stick on that one. But my grandfather, he's had his own car lot for, for almost 50 years. He's just an independent used car dealer. And he's always done the right thing. You know, he's been a, a role model to me. It's somebody that I looked up to. And I, I generally uh, I appreciated just always being around him and then soaking up as much knowledge as I could. So I go to his work one day with him. I called him. I said, Papa, I just want to see. I just want to see what you do for a living. I just want to go to work with you and see what you do. So I walk in the car dealership. He has a little car dealership, has about 25 cars on the lot. So we go in there and I'm sitting there and I'm fired up and I'm like, what do we do? He's like, 
Well, today, son, we're going to go check out the wholesale pieces down um, down here in uh, South Pittsburgh and, and look at their, you know, their their used cars for sale. Because wholesalers buy um, the used cars that dealerships can't sell for retail. So we're going down and I'm going to paint this picture to you. So we get to the dealership. We look at all these cars that's outside and it's spitting snow and it doesn't snow often back in small town alabama tennessee that little area we don't get snow a lot so when it snows it's like this big deal right so anyways we're inside the dealership in the general manager's office my, my grandfather is sitting right there he's negotiating uh, um, prices on some cars uh, and the gm he has this big giant desk and he looks like an ogre, you know, he's just a big dude, he's like big head. He's not, he's not obese, but he's just one of those big dudes who just looks strong as an ox. And, and they're sitting there and they're going back and forth and negotiating on cars and getting deals and whatnot. And I'm sitting over here minding my own business. And remember, I told you guys it was spitting snow outside. So Jesse Cloud, he had long black hair down to his shoulders. <laughs> had on. He had, a, he had a big, you know, those big uh, Carhartt jackets. He had one of those on. I'm going to scratch out that name now. And then, uh, you know, cowboy boots on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm just sitting there over there listening. I've never been in anything like this in my entire life. And I just lean up and I said, hey, man, when are you going to hire me? Just just shooting, the, just shooting the bull with him. He leans up on his desk and this big old dude, he looks at me and says, he says, son, do you do drugs? <laughs> said no sir he looked at his assistant and said go get him an application so, <laughs> next thing you know um a week later i start selling cars never thought of never knew that i was going to fall into that but it happened so uh, i go home that night i'm literally laying in my bed i'm like how do you sell cars because i didn't <laughs> see anything from my pops lot we didn't do anything so i get on youtube right i'm typing in how to sell cars the first video that pops up is bald, this guy that actually had hair. You know, Andy's bald now, but back in the day, he had some hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Where this guy's talking about how to sell cars and, and the income earning potential. He's like, you can earn six figures and do all this stuff. And I'm just like, no way. Anyways, well, Andy, if you guys notice, he'll say, text me 918-210-0254. And next thing you know, Andy's calling my phone at 10 30 at night after i watched this video <laughs> so i'm laying in bed and i'm like is this a scam what have i done no way so i pick up the phone i'm like hello he's like jesse what are you doing i'm like no dude let's, who is this he's like it's andy elliott bro what are you doing and i'm just like i'm in the bed man what what do you what what is this he's like dude listen to me he's like Obviously, you've seen the videos, you reached out, tell me about yourself. So I told him my story uh, about my life growing up, and obviously I wasn't fed with a, a silver spoon in my mouth. And after I shared my story with Andy a little bit, he looked at me and he said, son, he said, you remind me of myself when I was your age. He said, all the things you told me, he says, you either have one or two paths in life. He said, you could either go go down one path and you know where it's going to get you. You're going to be living paycheck to paycheck your entire life and you're never going to become the, fully, the, the person that God was designed you to be. He says, or as you could go down this route, I could be your mentor. I could train you. I could teach you. I could show you everything I know. And obviously it helped you design your life and obviously do some things that hasn't ever been done in your family's history. And, I, and like at 18 year old, you're like, man, like 
that's good. That's good. Then he told me the price of it. So the price of it, it was, it was $300 for, for one training course. And I had about $400 in my bank account and I just got approved for a $1,000 discover it credit card. Well, Andy, he wanted me to book a ticket to his live event, which was in his house for $997 and purchase this training course that would supposedly make me $100,000, which it did, um, on how to sell cars. So talking about going to zero, putting your back against the wall, I told him, I was like, Andy, I mean, I would I would love to do it, but like I physically, like I don't have any money, so I don't even know how to book a plane flight. Like I've never been out of Alabama, Georgia, or Tennessee. Like I don't, I don't know how to, how do you fly? How do you get an airplane, you know? Just some young kid, I didn't know what to do. He says, Jesse, that's what I wanted to tell you. He says, book your ticket for the event, 997, buy the training. My wife, Jacqueline, is going to book your plane flight ticket, and I'm going to pick you up from the airport. And I want you to come a couple days early because I want you to stay with me and my family. And I was like, whoa. So what really sold me right there is Andy told me about his family, and I was just really curious like to see what that would look like i i, I wanted to i wanted to see what what having a, a family like a husband and a wife and, and kids i wanted to know what that looked like so that was the biggest reason why i took that risk and i went and stayed the night in a stranger's house that i had no idea that i met on youtube long story short this is a funny one i'm on the airplane you know all newbies that just start flying you got they've got their phone out and they've got their phone out the window, you know, recording it. For Ph phones phone. didn't have cameras when Nate and I started flying, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. But when, hey, but when it did, though, but when it did. Oh, we were right it, out the window with them. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, I got my phone out the window. I'm jacked up. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. The plane's taking off, taking off, taking off, taking off. And the next thing you know, it starts to slow back down. And I'm like, what? Why is it doing that? Well, the flight, uh, the, the captain come on the speakers and says, I apologize. We're having some technical difficulties getting the plane off the ground. We're going to have to go back to uh, the, the base. I'm like, oh, my, what have I done? You talking about <laughs> scared, son. Hey, but anyways, um, they had to get us on a whole new plane and I landed and made it there. Andy picked me up at the airport and literally we had a, one of his first seminars in his house with him when we had about 10 to 15 people. So it was a uh, it was really cool. And just the experience ever since then has just been record-breaking year after year after year. And after that, I went back and sold cars for a year, made for my first six figures selling cars my first year. My second year, I, I doubled what I made with the six figures. And then my third year, I was on pace to break a massive record. I had it made. I had my brand made. I was crushing it. And literally, I could sit at home and make a, a very good some amount of money. I was truly blessed. And then Andy called me one day and he said, son, he says, I trained you to be so much better than this. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like I'm in the top 1% when it comes to income in my area. I was like, I'm crushing it, dude. I'm doing everything you told me to do. He's like, Jesse, you're not getting it, bro. He's like, you're built for so much more. He says, your message is meant for the world to hear. He says, so this is what I want you to do. And it's totally up to you. He put it back. He said, it's totally up to you. He said, but I want you to move to Arizona and I want you to live with me and my family until you can stay as long as you want to. But I just want you to come down here. So I want you to help me build and run the Elliott group. And if you want to do it, great. If not, it's no big deal. But I told you one day 
that somebody's going to shake your hand and it's going to change your life forever. Well, I've already shaken your hand. Now it's just time to change the rest. And I was like, because he planted that seed when I was 18, when I first met him. And this is going back to when I was 22, just turned 22. Long story short, sold my Corvette, sold everything I had, drove across the country, lived with Andy for a year. Talk about an experience. The man is what he says he is. He lives by the standard. He takes care of his family. He goes to work every day. And literally, he's everything you could possibly think of except a fraud. Because if he tells you something, he's going to do it. And if he doesn't do it, he's going to get it done. So just living by the core values and what he speaks and what he breathes, I'm obsessed with it. Now I'm one of the top guys in his company in a short period amount of time. We embody and we train salespeople, business owners, leaders, and young kids in all areas of the world to just become better in all areas of their life, physical, mental, and business. So that's a quick little background around me. I could roll all day long, but I'm sure we've got something else we need to start talking about. I love it, Jesse. And what a great way to open up things and appreciate you sharing some of your background there. Uh, this is a sales oriented podcast, so we certainly have plenty to talk about when it comes to sales. But I know there's some passion in your life when it comes to things that we should be serving or submitting to. And submission isn't one of those like uh, popular words that a lot of people like to talk about. I mean, maybe in the MMA world, you know, submission gets used. But when it comes to when it comes to daily routine, submission is not something that we're generally uh, drawn towards. So open us up here a little bit about, you know, what does it mean for you to be pursuing the things in life that actually matter? So I have a belief that God rewards those that does the right thing. Whether that's picking up garbage on the side of the road, whether that's helping somebody that's in need, whether that's doing a deal that would be the best interest for the customer and you missing out on commission, but getting them what they need. I believe that those who do the right thing get rewarded from the power above. I believe it's Jesus Christ. Some people don't, but I promise you there is a higher and a lower power. And my belief is Jesus Christ, a hundred thousand million percent with everything in my heart. And I know when I die, I know where I'm going. So that's really, if you could just live by that and, and believe in that, that just, that literally solves everything you could possibly happen. Like Peter 157, cast down all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. Like literally, that's all that you need in life. And yeah, sometimes I slip up and I say cuss words, but you know what? We all sin. And at the end of the day, when my time comes up, I'm sure I will pay for the things that I've done. But I'm also going to be rewarded for all the lives that I changed and the people that I impacted. Yeah, amen to that, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. I appreciate that and you being uh, bold to express that. And so, you know, when it when it comes to being rewarded for the things that you're doing right. I mean, what, what is like your passion when you say that, you know, be rewarded for the lives that you've changed and things like that, what is your passion to see change? You know, are, are you more of a niche guy and you want to see change in people? Like, you know, I want, I want income change. I'm all about your income. Are you a character guy? Like I want you to, you know, become a better man, a better person. You know, what, what is your passion? Are you, you well-versed over everything or where do you land Jesse? I believe that you could be empty in your wallets and be rich in your heart. But I promise you being rich in your wallet and your heart's a lot better than just being rich in your heart. <laughs> so I've made hundreds, I've made a lot of money in my short lifetime on this planet and I've also lost it all and I've got it back. But one thing that didn't change is the person that I was. One thing that didn't change is my belief in the man upstairs. One thing that didn't change was my 
ability to wake up and do the same things day in and day out to put myself in the best situation on the chessboard. That's what didn't change. But like I said, like I would rather make a friend than a dollar because that friend is going to make me a lot more than that one dollar would have done. And I believe in aligning with the right people and helping them achieve their goals because Andy told me a long time ago, he said, son, once you help enough people achieve what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. And I live by that. See, I'm so detached from the money that it's it doesn't matter if somebody tells me no or they're not going to do this. Like it's okay. I just need to get better at displaying the message to them to make it uh, make it make so much sense to them that they can't tell me no. And obviously, I don't run 100% all day long. But what I do do is I tell the truth and I tell people what they need to do if I was in their shoes to help change the situation that they're that they're in. And the fact that, you know, I've had Andy to be mentored by for such a long time, I've been like a sponge and I just soaked up everything that that I've ever heard him say. And he gets paid millions and millions of dollars every single like day, you know, he he makes a. But the deal is, like, if I could just learn what this man has learned in 44 years and learn it now, where will I be when I'm 40? Where will I be in a year from now? Where will I be in six months from now? So why would I not want to listen? And you talk about submissive earlier. Why would I not want to put my ego aside to learn from somebody that's doing stuff that I can learn? Because I believe in learning from anybody. I believe in learning from the multi-billionaires, even the broke guy. Because that broke guy is going to have, may have something in him that most rich people will never achieve, and that's happiness. Because you can't find happiness in money. It doesn't exist. But you can find happiness in, in communion, taking care of people, and obviously living to your core values if you have them and doing the right thing. That's what I believe in. So going back to the submissive part, I, I look at it as putting your ego aside. And I believe there's good ego and also bad ego. Like there's ego where you don't want to listen to somebody because maybe they're younger than you or maybe that, you know, they was a, a salesperson and you was their manager at one point in time. Or maybe it's somebody that you've been with so long that you've gotten numb to the things that they're telling you. Maybe you have ego to that. So I'm a firm believer that I can learn from anybody. And sometimes it hurts you if you're just always open minded and you're not in the right circle. Because if you're not in the right circle and you're letting garbage get inside your mind and infiltrate your brain and your thought process and your thinking ability, that's why it's so important to audit your circle. My circle is so small that I know the things that people are telling me is going to help me in some way, form, or fashion because this person would not be in my life and I would not allow them to be there if I thought they would not lead me into the right direction. So speaking of leading in the right direction, Jesse, and I mean we're we're getting on a roll here, but and the jacket's most of our coming pod- off. So <laughs> the jacket's busy. coming off. <laughs> most of our podcast uh, listeners are in the in-home services industry, um, and so you know there's there's a a fair amount of cluttered background, if you will, with a lot of technicians. You know, uh, they've had their ups and downs. They don't necessarily have the best role models in their lives. A lot of times, stereotypically, you know, there's, there's frustration, there's divorce, there's, uh, you know, highs and lows, financial spending, irrational spending, uh, you, you name it. I mean, it exists in the trades, right? And so when you talk about getting your life like in the right direction and back on track and, or, or on any track to begin with, because, you know, maybe it never was, 
where where does one start? I mean, you, you you know, you're a young guy. You're 24 years old. You seem like you have your life together. You talk about how you've made money and all these things, and that sounds great. And we have a lot of listeners out there that that's not the case. You know, they're they're, they're lost for lack of better words, and whether they want to admit it or not, that's where they live. So, if if you're speaking to them right now and you're trying to grab their attention, basically shake them loose from the life that they're living into something that could be better for them, where do we start? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you asked that. And I think I kind of skimmed over that, but that's my people. That's the people that I love. That's the people that will literally be with you till you die. If you give them the right structure to success. And I want everybody out there to write this down. People that come from nothing can end up with the most. What do I mean? Well, Brian, as soon as he told me his story, for those of you that know Brian's background, I immediately knew I could trust him. And I immediately know if I ever needed anything, I could call him. And he was already into my inner circle within the first five minutes of speaking to him in person. But that's real stuff, right? That's real stuff. So people that's had bad cards dealt to them, that's that's just how the cards were dealt. Some people was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. But for the ones that wasn't, the ones that had to live without power, had to live without water, was in a drug-infested home, that done things that was around people that they shouldn't have been around, that had bad mentors and bad leaders. Those people can end up with the most because they know what's bad. They know what's bad, and they know what they don't need to do. So all those people have to do is win one second at a time, one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one day at a time. But the best place to start is through self-education. What does that mean? No, I'm not talking about school because I truly don't believe that that teaches you anything but how to be a slave to society. But what I am talking about is seeking some type of mentor like this podcast or any other podcast that talks about self-development, winning, becoming a better person and doing the right thing. We're in an age right now with technology You have unlimited amounts of resource available that you literally, you don't even have to pay for it. But most people are too lazy and they don't want to change that they won't even look into it to try to get the results. Most people, they know what to do, but they don't do what they know. And until a tragic event, like a a life altering event happens in their life, they're never going to change. And that's the sad thing about it because you got to think, These people that's 20, 30, 40, 50 year old, still like not even having a house or in in a terrible situation and they just feel sorry for themselves. They didn't seek something that would help them long enough because if they did, they would have got out of it because there's a lot of multi, multi millionaires that's had terrible cards dealt to them. But just because they never quit, they always pulled themselves out of it. And if you never quit, you will never fail. Like I've got that written down so many places. If you never quit, you will never fail. So if I was out there right now and I was dead and on broke and I had nothing to go, I had no money or anything. Number one, I would audit my circle. That's the first thing that I would do. I would audit my circle. So I'd write that down, audit my circle. The next thing I would do is I would write this down. I would literally write it down and I would carry it with me everywhere I go and read it multiple times a day. Is this action moving me closer to the person I want to become or putting me farther away? And at the end of the day, we all have souls and we all know right from wrong deep down. But the fact is, if you do wrong for so long, it becomes normal to you. It becomes numb to you. 
and then you just feel like everybody's against you. And that's when society, that's when the government, that's when all these people, all these higher up peoples, that's what they want you to do. They want you to depend on them. They want you to have to have checks coming in from the government every month. They want you to rely on them for a living, and that's how they win. But for all the people that push through, all the people that do the things that nobody else wants to do, and they never quit, they end up even they end up becoming happy they end up having a great life they end up finding people that that runs the same way as them and they usually end up being one of the biggest influences that's on the planet like like just going back to what i said man people that come from nothing can end up with the most so for my advice i would write down those two things and i would audit your circle and I would ask yourself, is this action me putting me closer to the person I want to become or moving me farther away? So that would be the first step to doing that. And if a person has the courage to step into that and actually live by that and tell, say no to their friends going out and drinking, say no to their friends going out and smoking, saying no to going to the bars and the clubs, just for a hundred days, I challenge you. I challenge every one of you that's listening to this Zoom call for 100 days, whether, you, whether you're dead in on broke or you're not, I challenge you for 100 days, you write down the person you want to become and you ask yourself every situation that you come across, is this action going to move me closer to the person I want to become or move me far away? And I'm going to give you guys a hack too to keep your mental clarity sane. Number one, that's the gym, okay? <laughs> All this stuff sounds good, but when you get hit in the mouth, everybody has a plan. Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. So how do you get this brain to – how do you get this brain under control? Number one, you're going to have to do stuff that's hard. You're going to have to go to the gym even if you don't want to. You're going to have to go to the gym. You're going to have to work out. You're going to have to be sore. You're going to have to wake up early, and you're going to have to do that because you got to take back your mind because it's been programmed for so long with garbage that literally – you're a cog in the wheel and nothing will ever change unless you have the courage to step out, start on these small, simple steps and put in the work. Because if you don't do that, you're going to have the same life this year as you had last year. Nothing's going to change. You're going to be exactly what they said you was going to be. And you're going to prove everybody was right about you being unsuccessful and a loser in life. And I'm just saying the truth. I'm just being real because I had a decision to make. And if I didn't make it, if I didn't make that decision, I, I know exactly where I would be. And I wouldn't be proud of that person where he's at But when I know that I was built for so much more. And even if you think you're not built for so much more, you don't know what you can become because you've never mastered anything. You've never given anything your all. You've never gone to the places that most people quit and done the things that most people quit on to even see what you're worth. I could be the best tennis player in the world, but I'm never going to know because I haven't played tennis long enough. You know what I'm saying? So what are you capable of? What business entrepreneur, what past, what things are you capable of building? You don't know. But how you do know is taking one step at a time, asking yourself, is this going to move me into the place that I want to be to become my future self, or is it going to set me back? And that's where it starts. And if you can't do that, then might as well not even do anything and be a slave to society and continue doing the same crap you're doing now or change and i'm literally giving you the courage to change because i was somebody that's going through a point where i could have or i could have stayed the same or i could have changed and i changed because i found a mentor so i challenge you 100 days write this down take notes on it and take action and literally 
If you guys need some help with something, you can text me anytime. Brian, my number, 256-605-7800. If you need some motivation to watch, if you don't have anything, if you're clueless, if you just don't know what to do, text me. I'll send you over a free training that will literally help you rewire your mind so that way you can start from today forward and you have no excess, no, uh, you have no excuse on why you couldn't start today. Boom. Boom, Jesse. Love it, man. Uh, and I want to back up on those two points. You, you called them simple steps, and yet we all know that they they aren't, right? So let's let's look at the first one there. You talked about auditing your circle, and when I say that they aren't, it's because there is there is such hurdles to those things. You mentioned earlier that you know a lot of people know what to do, but they don't do the things that they know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of those things. Like you know, with the auditing your circle, there is there's pain there, right? I mean, why do people continue to hang out with people that they know drag them down. And I, I think in, in my opinion, it's because of like a, a loyalty factor or a misloyalty factor where they, they feel like, Hey, you know what? I know this guy isn't good for me, but I know he has my back. Um, and, and there's like that element to it. So I want to ask you a personal question here, Jesse, have you, have you audited and kicked people out of your circle? Absolutely. Even when it comes to my parents. And that was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I had to draw a hard line because they was telling me, why are you moving to Arizona? You have everything made. You're making more money than anybody ever has that's ever come from this place. Why are you doing this? Are you stupid? Is he, is he, I, he's a scam. I've looked stuff up. All this stuff's going mm -hmm. wrong. No, get it out. No, get it out. Get it away from me be gone or I will, you will not be existent to me. And yeah, that's hard to do for the people that raised you and brought you into the earth. But the deal is there's a greater vision. There's a greater purpose. There's a, there's something out there that my parents couldn't understand and couldn't see. So I have to go out there and I have to tag and I have to make the sacrifices to go and get it done. And when I say sacrifices, every day is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice to go to your same job, even if you have one, if you're blessed to even have one and make $10 an hour. It's a sacrifice to wake up and make hundreds of millions of dollars every single day. It's a sacrifice to stay in your mom's basement and sleep there all the time and eat Hot Pockets and watch things you're not supposed to watch on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Everything in life. So when I say audit your circuit, Auto your, audit your circle when you said, well, people are, are loyal to people. Well, if your friends that are so-called loyal, if you tell them that you want to get better and you want to self-develop and you want to make something out of yourself and they make fun of you or talk down about you, is that really your friend? <laughs> Egg no, that ain't my friend. Absolutely not. So if, 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 if somebody... Because I know where you're coming from because I've helped people out that's in the situation before and they're like, well, you know, my... My brother makes fun of me when I when I read books and like when I when I talk about Andy or when I talk about self-development. Dude, your brother has bad information, bro. He has bad information and he's not going to change until you make the bold decision to change yourself and go get things until you're going to inspire him to change his life. And if you don't do it, he's never going to change until he has a life altering event and you're never going to change and you're going to stay the same. And the worst thing you could do is stay the same because when you go to bed, which is your deathbed, when you go to your deathbed, you don't want to go there without playing all your music. And just imagine this, like we talk about this a lot. Imagine going to heaven and God is literally John, Nate, Brian, Jesse. All right, Jesse, I've got you here. 185 pounds, shredded, jacked, changed millions of people's of lives, hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. Uh-oh. That, that's not who I have written down, Jesse. What happened? 
Imagine that, bro. Oh, no, no, no. I ain't gonna find out, Bubba. Heck no. But just imagine that feeling when your creator is upon you and he has all this stuff planned out for you and you don't go to the grave without playing all your music. Ooh, Coach Hills, boys. Woo! <laughs> Jesse, what, what is it? that holds people back from making that decision about their circle? Like what is, what is the fear element that prevents people from, from saying, you know what, I'm not about this life and I'm not about these people. I'm doing something else. What, what holds us back? You know, that fear that, that most people have, I know I had it like, whether it was, you know, getting behind my ride, learning to ride a bike without, without training wheels, learning to drive a car legally, you know, on the road, or maybe it's learning a new skill set. We're all scared and we're all not going to be good at it. So I think that holds a lot of people back because they're worried about other people's opinions. So to answer your question, what I think why most people don't is because their circle they're in, they care too much about their opinions and they don't want to be a loser in that group. But the fact is probably that group is all losers and they have a perspective that's wrong in their brain. Yeah, is it possible to be a winner in a group of losers? It is, but you're never going to reach your full potential because those people, those people, if you're not the the leader that's literally pulling them up, and it's hard lifting uplifting people all the time, dude. Like if you're the smartest person in the room and and you're with a bunch of room that's people that's not as smart as you, it's going to be harder for you to grow because once you can teach them everything you know, you're kind of maxed out. Like you're, you're here and you can't go anywhere. And these people are going to slowly rise as, as, as long as they're not trying to persuade you. Maybe they're pressing the snooze button on the alarm and you're like, well, you know, John did it. You know, he's, he's my buddy. You know, John hit the snooze button. Oh, well, you know, Ryan didn't, he didn't go to the gym today. Maybe I could skip one day. And it's those little self-limiting beliefs that creep up on you. It's called the death by a thousand paper cuts. So before you know it, boom, you're going to be on their level. Unless this person here that's leading all these other people right here is having other mentorship with, with people that's, that's ahead of him, pushing him up. So that way he can continue to, to raise up. And when those people skip the gym, he busts them right in their tracks and call them out. Cause that's a good friend. That's what a good friend will do. When you're, when you're scratching with turkeys and you said, is it possible to be a, a winner with a group of losers when you're scratching with turkeys or scratching with chickens, the, the Zig Ziglar quote mm-hmm. said, uh, if you, if you're scratching with turkeys you'll never fly with the Eagles, it's easy to be the tallest chicken when everybody's just pecking at the ground and, and hanging with a group of people who aren't going anywhere. You can very quickly feel like you're, you're the top dog and it's pretty comfortable being, big fish in the small pond. But, but if you have something inside you and you feel like you were built for more, you just have to go get it. Whether your group's going with you or not. You've got to. And Brian, we call that chasing mastery. The level that you just was talking about was when you're the, when you're the, I guess you're the, the tallest chicken with all the other chickens. That's just, that's called competing and you're the best. You're just, you're on competing level. Well, you know what? Mastery is way up here. Mastery is way up here and competing is just right down here. And then below that is average. And then below that is below average. So comfortable and in between competing and average though, isn't it, bro? So the fire's warm, you know, it's a little chilly outside. You've got your beautiful wife laying Uh, next to 
you. It's like, cold outside. The, Nobody the foam out pillow you, you stole from the Marriott, like so oh, comfortable. Outside. You got oh, that bed that adjusts and world. picks you up so you can see the TV just right. That's called mediocrity. <laughs> And that's, that's, what that's called pray. me in about 45 minutes, by the no. way. But yes, mediocrity, too. <laughs> hey, yeah, you saved you in 45 minutes. What time did you wake up this morning, Brian? 3.45, baby, every morning. Well, what, what all did you accomplish today? A lot of, sh- a lot of stuff. You know, no ma- you know what's funny? No matter what I accomplished today, I always feel like not enough. Not even close. That's called, that's called a cleaner, brother. If you know who... Um, if you know who um, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan's basketball coach, um, Tim Grover, that's called a cleaner. I never feel like I get stuff done. I feel like I'm never doing enough. When whenever, if you look at the numbers, it's just beautiful. But I never can do enough, and that's what all cleaners and that's what all people that are playing for mastery feel. So for those of you out there that is the one percent, if you're feeling like you can never do enough, and you're and you're the best at what you do, or you're one of the best where you're at. That's good. Do more. Do more. You're on the right path. Just keep going. Keep applying pressure. Let's dig into this a little bit deeper here, Jesse. And you said part two of that uh, kind of easy one-two step is to look at your actions and and decide whether they are moving you closer to the person that you want to be mm-hmm. or pushing you farther away. Mm-hmm. Now, if if we get a little uncomfortable here and make our listeners squirm, and myself included. What are some of those things that we choose that are, are inevitably pushing us away from the person we're supposed to become? Well, it all starts in the morning. Do you snooze your alarm or do you get up out of bed when you don't want to? When it is cold, when your beautiful wife's laying in bed with you. That's the first winter loss. It's a, it's right a there, real brother. problem. It's a real problem. First winter loss right there. <laughs> About two months ago, I hit the snooze button three times in one month, and I don't even remember the last time I'd done that. Uh, and I punished myself for it, too. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Pathetic. It was ridiculous. Pathetic. Three you times pathetic. in a month? Hey, you, you pathetic, worthless piece of garbage. You're trying to lead thousands and millions of people, and you're going to sleep in? You mm, No, it burns me up, bro, because I have to set the standard. I have to set the pace. I've got people that are relying on me and looking up to me to provide results and grow and everything. And if I don't, if I let myself slack, if I let myself hit the snooze button, if I let myself skip the gym, dude, I wouldn't want to pay somebody that's a fraud. Mm. I want to pay somebody that's the best. I want to pay somebody that's going to get me results. I want to pay somebody that I don't have to worry about if I'm wasting my money or not. So you said, I'm, I'm curious about, uh, not to cut you off there, buddy, but I'm, I'm curious about, Cause I do a thing when I'm, when I'm doing one of my diets or doing a fast, which is, um, especially if I'm doing keto and I'm struggling or, or carnivore and I'm struggling to get into it, you know, you get those sugar cravings. Like I might not even get them, but the second you make the decision to go carnivore for eight weeks or keto or, or just, you know, count, count your calories or whatever, you get these massive cravings out of nowhere. So I do a thing where, or if I'm doing a fast, where every time I get a severe craving, when I'm, if I go like, ah, screw it. If I even have that thought, I drop down and do 25 pushups. And I'm within, within a day or two, my brain, like I can almost hear it saying, Hey, I would do shut up. Don't say it. He's going to make us do pushups, you know, like (laughs) beating myself into submission. So you said you punish yourself for hitting the snooze button. What did that look like? Ah, uh, dude, I would do anywhere from 
I usually fasted and I starved myself from food. So the last time I done it, I did it for like 74 hours and it was brutal, bro. I couldn't even speak on the phone. Like I was like, uh, uh, I could, my brain, like I was so out of gas. I was so out of gas, but my body felt good after I replenished it with stuff. But I definitely, it hit me in revenue. It hit me in production. And the first two days was great, but that third day was like a, it didn't feel good. I couldn't remember anything. I didn't like it. I was missing some sodium or something, you know, but I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't done it since. So I've been on a good path, but Hey, you said doing pushups. I yawned earlier today at like two o'clock. I yawned. <laughs> I before busting 25 pushups. I'm like, woo, ready to go. Come on. Dude. I don't know who, the, who those poor people were at the, uh, at the closing mastermind Sunday. So yeah. uh, I took my wife and our three our three top producers from our team to um, the the Andy Elliott and Tommy Mello closing mastermind Sunday at Andy Elliott's freaking compound down in uh, Fountain Hills, Arizona, and uh, the twins Ian and Evan mm-hmm. were were standing behind Andy. He's in he's mid sentence training, and one of the twins just runs up and like hold on. That guy yawned like 40 rows back. <laughs> they run down off the stage and these people are in suits and they grabbed his whole team, the whole company, all in suits, women too. And they all marched up to that stage and did push-ups because that dude yawned. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking at my guys like, don't you dare. <laughs> hey, that's called a pattern interrupt because like, you got to think most people don't sit down and train for eight hours straight. Mm-hmm. So their brain is just like, I mean, you witnessed it. I mean, it's not easy. I mean, I've went to almost 20 seminars before I started working with Andy. I know what it's like. Like it's, it's not easy to sit there and consume all that information. It's pretty easy at this seminar. Well, dude, it, you're writing so much yeah. that like your brain is like mush. You're like, that's a lot of information. That's why it's so important to write it down and read over them when you go home. Yeah. My middle finger was shaped differently when I left there because you're not going to sit there on a tablet and type it in or something. You're you're writing it down. Like, like I'm in school again and and no, no joke. My middle finger had like a divot in it from all the writing that day. (laughs) Oh, growth, baby. All right, so we got to start off our day strong and uh, make that the first decision. And then are you a believer in kind of the waterfall effect? Once once you start making the right decisions, the next decisions become easier? I believe in, in, in stacking your wins, racking up your wins, get some <laughs> small wins right out of the gate. I mean, why would you not want to do that for yourself? I mean, if it's the first quarter in a game, a football game, I want to put points on the board. You know, it's the first start of your sales day. I want to put points on the board. What can I do to rack up some wins? Well, the first start is first off starts with – Number one, not pressing your snooze button. Then what are you doing before that? Are you going straight to the gym or are you reading books? Are you reading your goals to become your future self? And by the way, I recommend everybody, Brian, yeah. you, you need to start this ASAP. This book is called Be Your Future Self Now. Ben Hardy. You already started. Yeah, you gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was just curious. I didn't know if you were slow playing. Oh yeah, or not. no, no. We're, I mean, we're kind of slow playing because, like, you recommended you and Zella read it together. His his uh, lovely fiance, yeah. Amelia, and I are reading it together. So it's it's slow oh, playing a bit, but it's yeah, so good, we're man. Moving. Oh we're moving. my goodness, it is so good. But I recommend going to Amazon or wherever bookstore. I don't know. Um, be your future self now. It's a blue book. Be your future self now. 
And that is going to unlock things in your brain that you had no idea was there. I promise you and guarantee that. And getting back to the point, Nate, just racking up wins. And I'm going to share something with you. It's called a power list. A power list is anywhere from three to five tasks that you must complete before you go to bed. You have to complete them or you lose the day. What's on my power list? Number one, it's no snooze button. It's sticking to my diet, which is no seed oils. It's not eating past 7 p.m. And I've got, sometimes I add some more stuff throughout the week. It really just depends on, on what I'm wanting to sharpen. So I'll run this list for about a month and I'll tweak a few things and then I'll change it and I'll tweak a few things and then I'll change it. Because once you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. Like, I don't have, I don't really know why I have the, uh, the, um, the, the wake up. The reason why I have uh, the no snooze button, it's really not no snooze. It's wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. So I have to wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. Monday through Sunday. Have to. I fail the entire day. So before so this, or 5? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before or 5 every single morning. If I don't do it, I fail because I just wanted to just tighten up the reins a little bit, you know? So what, what, what time do you have to be up? Like what's, what's your go time? Like if you're not up by this time, you're late for something. Oh, I mean, I could get up at eight o'clock and roll into work. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't get stuff done. (laughs) I wake up at four every morning. Three to four hour window of getting up before you actually have to. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wake up at four every, I mean, I don't have to be at work till eight 30, nine o'clock. I mean, I'm not, timed hey you better be here on time no like we're expected to be here like if you're not here this is your business bro like what are you doing you're not going to be here long you're not going to be here long you're not going to teach people to be elite and you not show up and you just half end everything you do that's that's not what our our core values is about i mean that's not even i mean that's not even a question i wouldn't even think about something like that i just that's just how i've wired my brain over the years but 4 a.m i love waking up at 4 (laughs) a.m get a lot of stuff done and then i have all day to change lives all day long me times in the morning changing lives until i go to bed (laughs) i i can i can feel that in you jesse and i I love the passion that comes from it man speaking of changing lives you know we're we're talking about some other things there in terms of what is drawing us towards the person that we want to be or pushing us away from that you know, so if, if this is kind of a new concept to us, or, or perhaps it's one that we've uh, fallen out of favor with over the years, you know, how do, how do we even like, do we have to start with who we are or who, like who we are against who we want to be? Like, do we, do we kind of draft up the vision of, you know, Nate Minnick, the ideal Nate Minnick, and then we look at today's Nate Minnick, and then we try to find the delta between the two and work against that. And, and like, how do I know that the ideal Nate Minnick that I come up with right now is actually the one that I want to be? You know, because there's there's limiting views and there's limiting factors and, and even perspective. And I imagine this is an evolution. So walk us through that process. Absolutely. And Nate, dude, I just want to commend you, brother. You've asked some phenomenal questions. I can tell <laughs> these listeners love you, bro. So You've literally asked some really good questions, man, because I look at myself. If I was a listener, I would want to know what you're asking me. You know what I'm saying? So, dude, I appreciate you, man. This is going to be this is a lot of value for these people. So I'm honored. So you're never going to know if that's who you want to become. You have to guess because you're going to change. You're going to find new people. You're going to learn new information. But the deal is, if you don't seek your future self of who you want to become, 
you're never going to become anything and you're going to stay the same. I know that, you know, in the book, Be Your Future Self Now, it really explains this, is seeking yourself a year from now. Where are you going to be financially? Where are you going to be work-wise? Where are you going to be health-wise? Where are you going to be? And you have to imagine that person inside your head. But obviously, it comes first to writing it down. And how you get there is going back to, is this action putting me closer or farther away to my future self? Well, who's your future self? Do you want to be jacked, look really good in the mirror, and make a whole bunch of money? Well, you know what? Once you <laughs> develop and you start to do good things, you're going to understand that you know money's not everything. And, and helping people and, and being a good person is the most fulfilling thing in the world. So your future self is always going to change because you're always going to be evolving. And the reason being is we're always, you know, if, if you're self, if you're in self-development, you're always going to be seeking new information. So your future self, you're never going to catch him because you're always going to want another level and it's an endless game. But if you don't start playing the game, you're going to be really miserable when your time clock ends and you're put six feet in the ground. So Jesse, if, if this is uh, something I would like to start off with doing here and, you know, I'm trying to envision that, are you of the mindset where like, Hey, okay, you know, dream the biggest dream possible that you could be like the best possible version of yourself and then go 10 steps farther and establish that as who you're trying to be. Or are you more about the type of mentality that's like, okay, you know, find a couple levels better than you are right now, accomplish that, reset, restart over, and do it again? Which, which do you think is better? I've done both because I didn't understand it when Andy would tell me to think so big in numbers and profits and lives changed and everything. And I tried it that way. I had some success. I had some failures. And I also tried doing just smaller goals. And I, I noticed that when I hit those smaller goals, sometimes I took my foot off the gas. And I'm like, that's why he tells me to do bigger goals. So everybody's brain is wired differently. So I would challenge you to go six months <coughs> a year one way and then change it up and do six months to one year the other way. But if you find it and you're in a groove and you're thinking of these crazy goals and then you're still smashing amazing numbers, I would rather shoot for the mood and land amongst the stars than just shoot below the clouds and hit the clouds. You know what it's, I'm saying? It's another book by uh, Dr. Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan who uh, wrote the book that we were just talking about. Anybody know what I'm going to say? 10x is better 10x is easier than 2x. That's so good. Yes. And all they talk yes. about in there is is the when you decide to 10x yourself, your business, your revenue, your income, your relationship, your fatherhood, your connection with your spiritual life, your whatever, your your body, uh the the things that you have to become and do and the they, they made a great analogy about Michelangelo creating the David, which was his very, well, one of his most famous things that he ever did, maybe next to the Sistine Chapel. <clears throat> uh, it was a sculpture of King David right before he went to, to kill Goliath. And um, it was like a pope or something asked him, like, how did, you, how did you conceptualize this and how did you turn this slab of marble into this being? And he said, simple, I just removed everything that was not David. Mm. And they said, that's what you do when you decide to 10X anything is you start, you, you realize this group of people, this behavior, this alcohol, this sugar, this 
lack of sleep, this video game addiction, this pornography addiction, this whatever it is. Association group is probably the biggest. These people I'm I'm hanging with, uh, what got me here, it's not going to get me there. And you start peeling off everything that's not the David or the ten the ten X version of yourself. Great, freaking awesome book. I'm reading it right now for the second time. That's so good, man, and it's so true too. That's beautiful. I love that. So Jesse, I mean, if 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 some of our listeners are saying like, all right, I'm I'm into this. Could you give us a couple like thought prompting questions about even where to start? You know, like how how do we begin to formulate this future better version of ourselves? What are some like good questions to kind of get our brains going? Absolutely. And this one is uh it goes along with write down your 10.0 self. What's the most elite version of you? How do you look? How do you speak? How do you talk? How do you dress? Where do you live? What friend groups are you around? Who are you influencing? How much money do you make? How much impact do you have on other people's lives? Write that down. That's the most important thing. Because um, when it came to, when I when I wrote down, like, is this action putting me closer or farther away to the person I want to become? I had already written down, you know, who my 10.0 version was. 185 pounds can run like a deer, can box and roll jujitsu, can influence and persuade better than Andy Elliott, can go to impact millions of people's lives and do what God put him on the earth to do. I got it memorized, you know? Whew. Couldn't tell. <laughs> well, well, hold on. Go back to the MMA stuff for a sec. You yeah. said box, jujitsu? Box and roll jujitsu at a high level. Oh, roll um, jujitsu, okay. I, I, I trained a long time ago back in the day, and I'm just not getting back into it. I tore both my labrums and both shoulders, so that kind of ended that little uh, journey. What, well, how'd you do that, lifting? Both. I, I was listening to too much David Goggins, and I didn't quit. And when it hurt, I kept going. <laughs> my man. <laughs> he also inspired me to run a marathon that took me six months to recover from. Because I ran wow. way too heavy. At one point in time, I couldn't run forwards. So I had to run backwards. My knees were so swelled up. Wow. It's your four hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> awesome. Well, it, those are, those are good questions, Jesse. And I think that that gives us a place to start, you know, especially for those who are kind of new to that. Um, and kind of shifting gears on you there, you know, we, we do have a, a number of high performers that listen to this show and they already are executing at, you know, for, for, um, what most people will consider incredible levels of success. Do you have different advice for people that are already top performers or is it the same advice just time and time again? You know, how, how, how do I like, is, how do I guard against complacency when I start <laughs> getting those levels of success? When I actually reach Nate 10.0, when I actually get there, or at least the one that I established originally, mm -hmm. I'm like, dang, this is actually pretty good. I'm going to sit here and enjoy this for a while. Is that good enough? Like, do, do we get there? Do we arrive? Or is there never an arrival? And we just live in this constant state of, okay, what's next? So I'm going to say this right here. A lot of people, when they have that arrival, when they think they've made it, you know, if you've got a dog at home, that son of a gun's always hungry. He's never arrived. He's always happy to play. So me saying that is if you feel like you have arrived, you're not in a circle 
where you're having to chase somebody. So you've got to get, you've got to expand your circle. If you got to decide, you know what, I'm comfortable, I'm cool, I'm good right now. And some people's okay with that. Some people don't want to go psycho and be crazy and, and, and take over the world. Some people are not wired that way. That's truly for only the 0.0001%. And I believe that's what we do here at the Elliott Group. I, I truly believe that's what we do. And dude, I'm not going to knock anybody that's comfortable. They're making the millions, whatever it is. I'm cool, dude. Hey, I'm cool, whatever. That's just not who I am. I'm not fulfilled that way. I feel like I've got more in the tank and I've got more to give. So number one, hats off to them if they are that way. They've obviously had to put in the work and they've had to have mental toughness and they've had to overcome adversities and challenges. So mad respect for those people. But another thing to like teach those people that are at that level, when you can teach somebody how to be as good, if not better than you, that's a whole nother skill set. That's a whole other skill set because Andy, he teaches us and all of our clients everything he knows because that forces him to grow because he's not going to, he'll be dad gummed if anybody catches him. He's not going to allow it. So he's teaching people everything he knows and he's going to learn new information and putting it in. And he's just twisted in the head where he's wired himself to be that way. To Andy, this is his second life. He's got a second chance of life. That's why he's given it everything because he had a, something, a life-altering event a long time ago that made him wake up and realize that he wasn't playing all his music. And now the good Lord has blessed him with the opportunity and the stage to do that and change millions of other people's lives. So if you're, if you're operating at a high level and you're crushing it and you're killing it, if you're around people that are pushing you to grow and excel in all areas of life, <laughs> Good luck stopping, buddy. You're gonna to want to keep going, dude. You're gonna be you're gonna be pushing it in the gym. You're gonna be pushing it with spending quality time with your family. You're gonna be pushing it with your team. You're gonna be on the front line showing them who Big Daddy is. That's what you're gonna be doing. But if you're not, if you're the biggest fish in your pond, like we was talking about earlier, you're gonna be comfortable. You're gonna have fat paychecks coming in. Family's gonna be good. Whatever. Maybe it's not. And then they're just gonna be comfortable and live their life how they want to. But if you're around people that's killing it, people that want you to be the best and people that you're playing for and you're playing for mastery and you never want to stop, we'll be in the same room then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesse, that's a good place to, uh, to bring it in for landing for us. Before we do, we always do like to check in with kind of the resources that you have available, Jesse. So obviously you're part of the Elliott group there. Uh, if people are interested in learning more about you, your story, the Elliott Group, any of the resources that you've mentioned today or the opportunities that are afforded through the trainings that you provide, where's a good place to find that? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what I'll do for everybody that texts me their name and says, Waste No Days Podcast. Text 256-605-7800. I will give you a recording that we sell for $997. That's $997. I'll give you a recording anywhere from six hours to eight hours free of one of our live events. I'll give it to you for free. All you have to do is text me at area code 256-605-7800. Waste no day and then your name and I'll send it right over to you. And we've got a whole a lot of other stuff other than that, but my deal is to provide massive amounts of value. So text me you want to know a little bit more about what we do and just see how we run here at the LA group. Appreciate that, Jesse. That's uh that's very kind and I'm sure and hope that a lot of people take you up on that. I want to wrap up here uh, with just one final question for you. 
And that is uh, earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that there was a time when it, it, it clicked for you and you were actually, you actually started to believe that you were made for so much more. Are you the lucky one? Like, was there something special about you that that moment actually occurred, that there was a shift in your mind from what, you know, the, the, the so-called failure that you were to believing that there was so much more for you? And if you're not the lucky one and that moment is affordable or, or available to anybody listening, how do we get there? How do we change our stars if we can't see through the clouds? I love that. So number one, we all have a choice to believe in luck or not. And I believe the best chances for me to be lucky is to believe I am. Whether I am or whether it's not, I know that if you can believe it, you can achieve it. So I'm the luckiest man every single day to wake up and breathe. And you should be too, because it's all a decision. Everything we do in life is the decision. And you can either believe that you're lucky and have luck come to you, or you can be like a lot of people and believe that everything happens bad to them because they're always speaking into existence. I'm sure you've all have heard this. Oh, I'm not lucky. Oh, it's just my luck. Oh, it never goes my way. They're, they're speaking negative into the existence. Their universe is not going to reward them. They have to change the script. So if that is you out there and you feel that you're unlucky, change your mindset. I'm literally giving you the keys in the, to the castle. Open the door. Change your mindset and believe you are lucky because that's what's going to give you the best move on the chessboard to win. Good stuff to stop on there, Jesse. Our guest today has been Jesse Cloud. It's been great to have you on the show. We've appreciated all the content that you've given to us and our listeners, and uh, I know Brian feels the same. Absolutely, buddy. Always good to hear from you. This is, what, twice in in two weeks now I've got to hear you uh, pontificate, and I love it every second of it, man. You're very motivating, inspiring to me freaking half my age, but I take as much from you as I do from anyone I have a conversation with. So keep doing what you do, brother. I'm honored, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys for allowing me to share the words, share my message to obviously inspire and impact people, which is what this podcast is for. Absolutely wasting no day. So thank you, gentlemen. Much love. That's a wrap for this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed your time with Jesse Cloud. Man, what a great inspiring story and a great message that he continues to bring uh, to not only our show, but of course to the masses in the Elliott group that he serves there with. If you're interested in what he had to bring or learning more about the offerings that he provides there, he did provide his cell phone number a couple of times on the show. So make sure you go back and do that. And if nothing else, we ask you, we beg you, please take a moment and think about the future self that you want to be and actually choose to go get it. That's what this podcast is about. It's about wasting no day. And really, uh, Jesse did a great job of executing that, not only on the show, but really putting it into a tangible means of how we can go pursue that and accomplish that. It's good stuff from Jesse. Make sure you hit him up and let him know that you heard about him on the Wasting No Day podcast. We'd appreciate that. And of course, we'd appreciate your feedback on the episode as always. So make sure that you leave that for us in the comments or on social media, wherever you can. We leave you now with our weekly challenge, which is the same every single week and even more this week, which is to choose to wake up every single morning and waste no day. <laughs>